feel like you could be experiencing a quarter life crisis or quarter life confusion as I like to call it, then Love My Quarter Life might just be the podcast you've been waiting for. The weekly episodes offer you digestible, actionable and relatable guidance to help you navigate the oh so common challenges that our quarter lives throw at us. So if you're in your 20s or 30s and feeling stuck, confused, lost and unfulfilled, then welcome to the club. You're not alone, you're in the right place and I think you're gonna like it here. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Love My Quarter Life, the podcast here to help you overcome the overwhelm of quarter life confusion. I'm Beth Schofield, your quarter life mentor, and I am so happy to be here and I hope you're doing really well. I hope your quarter life is being kind to you at the moment because our quarter lives have a big tendency to be a bit difficult, to be a bit awkward. But you know what? That's okay because it gives us the opportunity to learn and grow and overcome challenges And because of this, we're going to become better humans and the rest of our lives beyond our 20s and 30s are going to be so much better because of it. This week for me has been extremely busy and I honestly didn't get done half of the things I wanted to or half of the things I expected to because of lots of different things that were coming up for me at work. And I was trying to be as patient and kind to myself as possible but yeah, it, it got the better of me at times. I'm not going to lie. And it has been quite a stressful week. Something that really helps to manage these kinds of periods where we've got lots of things going on in lots of different areas is prioritization and being really intentional and working out what kind of things can be pushed back and what kind of things can be done, but done in a very minimal way. And it's so important to remind ourselves that it's absolutely fine to drop the ball in some areas of our lives while we tighten the grip on the ball in more important areas. So just a quick reminder there for anyone who is going through a particularly busy period, I am there as well with you and I completely understand what you are going through. And yeah, prioritization and self-care is absolutely key. Okay, so on to today's topic. This is something that I am a huge advocate for and something which has genuinely changed my life. And I honestly believe it has the power to change anybody's lives if they engage in this practice regularly. And it's the practice of spending time alone. Now, some of the most common challenges I'm hearing from women in their 20s and 30s at the moment are to do with being single. I've received so many messages about how tough it is trying to find a partner, how difficult it is trying to build a career and being on the dating scene, how there's this really intense societal pressure to be coupled up and to settle down. And I know how difficult this is and I'm not for one minute suggesting how amazing being single is and how it's so much better than being in a relationship. That is not what this episode is about at all. But what this episode is about is reminding you that spending time on your own and doing things by yourself, whether you are in a relationship or not, has so many important benefits. So on today's episode, I'm going to go through all of these benefits about why spending time alone is so important for our general well-being and for our romantic relationships as well, actually. And then next week, I'm going to cover why we find it so uncomfortable spending time by ourselves, how we can overcome this discomfort. And I want to share some ways that we can introduce alone time into our lives more so that we can reap all of the amazing benefits that it brings. So lots and lots to unpack over the next two episodes. 
Let's get started. So spending time alone is something that we all engage in in everyday life. But the amount of time that we spend on our own differs significantly. And this will also change at different times in our lives as well. And I think what's really interesting is that it's often not until we reach our quarter lives that we actually have to start spending time alone. Because up until this point, we've likely lived at home with family or maybe we've lived with friends at university. And at this point, we've usually still got a group of friends close by or we might still be quite close to our family. And so spending time alone just doesn't really come into the equation very much. But as we reach our later 20s, life changes a bit, doesn't it? we find ourselves not wanting to live with big groups of friends anymore or we move out of the family home or maybe our relationships have ended and we found ourselves single for the first time in a while or maybe we've moved to a different city or country for work and new experiences and we don't have as many friends there or maybe this is something that definitely happens in our 30s our friends start to become parents and catch-ups just become really difficult to arrange So when we look at these changes in circumstances that we experience in our 20s and 30s, we can see clearly that spending more time alone is quite a natural byproduct of them. But while some people will really enjoy this transition, others are always going to really struggle with it. So let me ask you, do you enjoy spending time alone? Do you miss regularly being around your friends or living at home with family? Do you feel uncomfortable doing things by yourself and have certain situations or circumstances meant that you're having to spend more time alone than what you are used to or more than what you would want to? Do you wish that you could spend more time alone? If you are someone who would rather be in the company of others more than the company of yourself, why is that? I'd love for you to think about that for a minute because one of the main reasons why people don't like spending time alone is because society has told us that it's not good for us. It's not normal. It's not cool. You know, at school, if you ate your lunch by yourself, you'd be ridiculed and teased. Now, in adulthood, there's so much pressure to be coupled up. And if you're single, why? And when are you going to meet someone? It is total bullshit. But because we are primed with these social norms, we quite naturally have a fear of being alone and doing things by ourselves. But being physically alone doesn't mean that we're lonely. Okay, so loneliness is a feeling. It's a feeling of isolation and disconnection from others. And we can actually experience loneliness when we're spending time with other people. You know, a lot of loneliness is actually experienced when we're in the company of others, when we're with people who we really struggle to connect with. And we know that those relationships are, you know, quite surface level or even fake. So society automatically aligns the physical state of being alone with the emotional state of loneliness and it's wrong and it's unnecessary and it's inaccurate to do this. And so if you are someone who maybe doesn't spend a lot of time alone because you feel uncomfortable doing so or you're worried what people might think of you if they see you by yourself, then just know that being alone does not make you a lonely person or an uncool person that people are going to feel sorry for. Being alone actually makes you a confident, self-aware and independent person. And these are all attributes and qualities that we want to be building and developing in our 20s and 30s. So let's dive into the importance of spending time alone and 
the wonderful benefits that it brings, okay? So the reasons for spending time alone that I'm gonna share can be divided into two buckets. The first is the benefits that it brings to us personally. And the second is the benefits that it brings to our relationships and our romantic life. So we're gonna talk about personal benefits first. Now, the number one reason why I am such a huge advocate of spending time alone is because the relationship we have with ourselves is the most important relationship in our lives. If we have a poor or challenging or confusing or discouraging relationship with ourselves, all of our other relationships are gonna be poor, challenging, confusing and discouraging. Because how can we expect other people to listen to us and to love us and respect us and care for us when we don't do any of those things for ourselves? So the relationship we have for ourselves really sets the tone and standard for all of the other relationships and experiences that we bring to our lives. And goodness me, if we want to be happy and fulfilled and feel safe and supported, then we absolutely need to create and cultivate positive, strong and healthy relationships. And one of the best ways to do this, if not the best way that we can grow and nurture a relationship with ourselves is by spending time alone and using that time to get to know who we are. When we're alone, all of our attention is on us. So we can listen to our thoughts, our feelings, our likes, our dislikes, our strengths, our weaknesses. We can get to know our values and the things that are important to us. And we really get to know ourselves like we would a friend or a colleague after spending time with them. And the more that we get to know ourselves, the more self-aware we become and the more self-respect we gain, and the more self-love we can cultivate. So personally, I spend a lot of time on my own. That's mainly because I work from home, and I don't have any colleagues nearby or a physical office. And this has been the case for many years now, so I'm quite used to it. And yes, there's definitely some days where I wish I could work in an office and have colleagues around, but generally, I really do enjoy being by myself. And because of the amount of time that I've spent alone, I've been able to develop very strong self-awareness. I know myself and understand myself very, very well. And because of this, I'm able to make decisions. I'm able to play to my strengths. I'm able to identify people and projects and experiences and opportunities that are healthy and productive and aligned with who I am. So I think that the most important benefit of spending time alone is that it gives us a beautiful opportunity to spend time with ourselves getting to understand our thoughts and feelings and our behaviors and ideas. And it allows us to have conversations with ourselves, which ultimately strengthen our awareness and understanding of who we are and who we wanna become. And this is absolutely vital in being able to cultivate and grow relationships, to make tough decisions, to solve complex problems and live our lives in a better, healthier, happier and more authentic way. Another important benefit of spending time alone is that it allows us time to think, reflect, and be creative. So I just talked about how we can reflect on things that have happened to us or are happening in our lives when we're alone. And this is absolutely key for developing self-awareness, but it's also key for developing ideas and creativity as well. So spending time alone gives us space to problem solve and to figure things out and to brainstorm with ourselves and to think about what's possible. My best and most creative ideas come to me when I'm alone and I'm present with my mind, sometimes in the shower, sometimes when I'm brushing my teeth or when I'm out for a walk. 
And I ask myself things like, how can I solve that problem? Or how can I make this situation better? Or what can I do here? And it's really amazing what your brain can create and innovate when it's given the space and time to do so. So if you are lacking creativity in something in life or you're feeling stuck in a problem which you just don't know how to resolve, go off on your own and reflect on it as much as you possibly can. Even carve out 30 minutes a day for the next week in which you and your brain can get together and get creative and see what solutions and ideas you can generate. There will likely be a lot. The next wonderful thing about spending time alone is that it's bloody peaceful, okay? You don't have to be thinking of things to say to keep the conversation going. You don't have to be wondering if other people are having a good time. You don't have to be forcing your attention or engagement towards something or someone which you really don't have the energy for or interest in. Being with people all the time can be really draining, especially if you have a busy home and a busy office or a busy commute on public transport. Spend time doing things on your own or spend time doing nothing on your own and just see how lovely that is. You might find this boring or even uncomfortable at first, but the more you do this, the more you will actually start to really enjoy your own company and the peace and quiet that it brings. Another fabulous benefit of spending time alone and one of the most important ones is that it gets you out of your comfort zone and we know how important this is in developing confidence. If we want to build our confidence we need to be getting out of our comfort zone and challenging ourselves regularly and spending time doing things by ourselves is the perfect way to do this. Don't get me wrong, doing certain things alone can feel really uncomfortable. I still experience this myself and sometimes I want to challenge this. So I'll take myself out to dinner, not because I want to enjoy a nice dinner, but because I know that this is going to push me out of my comfort zone and it's going to help me to develop my confidence as a result. And yes, I do feel a bit awkward at first sometimes, but it goes away. And when it does, oh my goodness, that confidence boost and that empowerment boost that you get it's amazing and the more I do it I know the easier it's gonna get and it will for you as well. When I was 27 I found myself single for the first time in my adult life. So throughout my late teens and 20s I had been in two long-term relationships and I got to 27 and I'd never been single and so I hadn't really done many things by myself and so doing things alone really scared me. And I decided that I wanted to go to Bali for six weeks on my own. It was my first solo trip abroad. My heart was in shreds. It was quite soon after the breakup, but I needed to push myself and experience something different. And a few weeks before I left, I was speaking to a friend about my trip and she said that she was also thinking about going to Bali and maybe we could stay together. And I love this woman. She is one of my closest friends and I would have absolutely loved having her in Bali with me. But that would not have been a challenge for me. It wouldn't have gotten me out of my comfort zone and helped me to build my confidence and independence, which I needed so badly at that time. So I was really honest with her about this and I shared that because of these reasons, I would rather go alone. And I felt awful saying this, but I knew that I needed to. And of course, she was very understanding and extremely supportive. And that trip was life-changing for me. No, it wasn't all fun in the sun and I didn't come back home a new person with my heart healed. Absolutely far from it. 
that trip was very uncomfortable and hard at times. And there were moments where I thought, why the hell have I came to the other side of the world when I don't know anybody, when I'm in such a broken state? But the moments which outweighed those more difficult ones were the ones where I felt so incredibly proud of myself for taking this solo trip where I felt so empowered for watching sunset on my own every evening and telling myself I was going to be okay, where I took myself out for dinner and told myself that I deserved this and that I was getting through it. The confidence I built and the self-esteem and the self-compassion and self-awareness that I cultivated through challenging myself to be alone are what made that trip life-changing for me. And I've been a much stronger version of myself ever since. And tied to that is the next benefit of spending time alone, which is that it helps us to meet new people. And I think we're all in need of a bit of this in our quarter lives, aren't we? Friendships definitely dwindle as we get older, but we significantly reduce our chances of meeting new people if we're constantly with other people. A few weeks ago, I went to an event and made a lovely connection with a girl that I met there. And I've caught up with her since and been introduced to others through her. And yes, it was uncomfortable going to that event by myself. But if I'd gone along with a friend, there's no way that I would have met any of those people because I would have just sat with my friend all evening and I wouldn't have felt the need to talk to anyone else. So doing things on your own is a wonderful way to bring new people into your life if you are looking to create new connections and friendships and even romantic relationships as well, which is what I'm going to talk about now. So the next group of benefits fall into the second bucket, which is relationships. And I'm going to share some ways that spending time alone can be really helpful for ourselves and our romantic lives, which actually apply to anyone, whether you are in a relationship or not. So we all know the phrase love is blind. And I'm sure most of us can say that we've experienced an element of this where you are so madly deeply in love with someone that it kind of takes over all of your senses and your view of other things in the world and other aspects of your life become restricted because the love that you have for them is so powerful that you just can't really see things clearly that are going on around you. So it's so important whether we are in a relationship or whether we're single or whether it's complicated to proactively seek out spending time alone and try to enjoy it. I know if you're single and you're perhaps feeling lonely and you want to be in a relationship right now, then me telling you to try and enjoy spending time alone isn't going to be very helpful. I'm very, very aware of that. But what I would love for you to do is to try and switch your mind a little bit from seeing being alone as a huge obstacle or problem in your life and try to see it as an opportunity. Because love is blind and it really restricts our view of ourselves and our view of the world. And when we're on our own, we see, hear and feel everything around us. We absorb, we reflect, our senses are alert and our awareness is tuned in and dialed up. And this is so powerful. I started to see the world so differently when I was newly single. It wasn't easy. In fact, it was really difficult at times, but it was fresh and it was raw and it was challenging. But for the first time in my adult life, I really got to know myself and my own view of the world. I was forced to get to know myself. And if we don't get to know who we are or what our values are or what interests us or what our likes and dislikes are, 
then when we're in a relationship, we really risk taking on those of our partners and diluting our own. So it's vital to spend time alone when we're in a relationship so that we're not living with blinkers on constantly and we get to take time to tune into ourselves. And it's vital to spend time alone being single so that we can get to know ourselves and who we are and what we want so that when a potential relationship comes along, we can make a really sound and informed judgment about whether this person is right for us or not. If we aren't self-aware, then we risk partnering with people whose interests and values and behaviours are so different to our own that it's going to cause conflict and challenge later on down the line. The other reason why spending time alone is important for our romantic lives is because it helps us to build competence, confidence and independence. When we're single, we have to figure shit out. We can't rely on a partner to do the things that we would typically look to them for. We have to learn how to do everything. We have to learn how to fix the car. We have to be the one to plan the travel, do the cooking, manage the finances, get the spiders out of the house. And being able to do all of this stuff ourselves and not have to rely on anyone else is so liberating and empowering. And it is so, so important. And naturally, as our competence builds, our confidence does as well. And we feel accomplished. We feel like we're figuring shit out, like we're learning and we're doing and we're living. And it's through spending time alone that we are able to become the most independent, self-sufficient version of ourselves. And not only does this feel amazing and empowering, but if you are single, it is also very attractive to other people as well. Independence is one of the top traits that people look for in a partner. So spending time alone, whether you're in a relationship or not, building your independence and competence in all areas of life is going to be hugely impactful for your romantic relationships. The next benefit of spending time alone with regards to relationships is that it allows us to see that we are okay by ourselves. So that if our partner leaves us or if our relationship breaks down or if our feelings change, then we know that we will be okay. Yes, it's going to hurt like hell. Of course it is. But we will be okay and we'll get through it. If we don't spend time alone and we're constantly glued to our partner's side or we're jumping from relationship to relationship, if we actually find ourselves alone at some point, this is going to terrify us. It's so, so important that we get used to being in our own company because who knows what life is going to throw at us. And ultimately, if the only person we can 100% rely on and depend on is ourselves, then I think it's wise that we get used to being alone with them. Now, the final thing that I want to mention with regards to spending time alone and how it impacts our relationships is more relevant for when you are in a relationship rather than if you are single. But what I love about spending time alone in a relationship is that it gives me time to reflect on my relationship. We can't think deeply and intricately about the person that we are with if we are constantly in the same room as them. We need space. We need time apart. And I'm not talking a long time. I mean, yeah, go on holiday on your own for sure. But I mean, even if you can just take an hour, a few times a week for yourself where you're not at work and you're not with your partner, perhaps you go for a walk or you take a nice bath or you go to the gym and you reflect on your relationship and you can ask yourself, are you happy? Do you think your partner's happy? Did you appreciate it when they did this for you? How did you feel when they said that? Is there anything that you'd like to change or improve about your relationship? When we are in relationships, especially when we live with someone and our heads are down in our busy lives, 
it's so easy to not think and reflect on our relationships but if we don't do this if we don't reflect on or address the thoughts and feelings and reactions that we're having and experiencing then the years will pass by and we risk losing our connection with our partners or we might feel resentment building or regret for not saying anything earlier about certain things that bothered us and these types of things become more difficult to resolve the longer that they are left. So again, this all ties to self-awareness and getting to know you and understand your thoughts and feelings. But I think in a relationship in particular, it can be so difficult to spend time alone. So try your best to carve out some time in your week where it's just you. And this is going to be hugely beneficial, not just for you on an individual level, but for your whole relationship as well. So there we have it, a whole host of reasons why spending time alone is a wonderful thing to try and incorporate more of into your life. I really hope that this episode has deepened your understanding of the benefits that being in your own company can bring, especially if you are someone who tends to avoid spending time by yourself or you generally just prefer being in the company of other people. I really want you to challenge yourself and break away from that and start to think about what are a couple of changes that you can make to your week or your daily routine in which you can be alone more often. So this episode covered all of the benefits and the importance of spending time alone and next week I'm going to give you some very specific ideas and ways that you can bring more alone time into your life. And I'm also going to be discussing how you can overcome the nerves that spending time alone can bring. So be sure to tune in next week to catch those. Now, if you are finding your 20s and 30s a bit more challenging than you thought they would be, then please check out my free workshop, Confidence and Clarity, Two Frameworks to Get You Unstuck. It's a pre-recorded workshop where I give you two step-by-step frameworks to build confidence and clarity in areas of your life in which you could do with a boost. The link to the training is in the show notes. All right, thank you for being here. I hope you have an amazing day, whatever you are up to, and I will see you next week. Bye.